This, this is the Miller Lite Cowboys Out, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts. Brought to you by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Cowboys. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. And by Geico. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Now, your hosts, Taylor Stern and Brad Sham. And welcome, everybody. Happy Monday. It's the Cowboys Hour. And thanks for being with us wherever you are on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network or streaming on uh, DallasCowboys.com. And look who it is. Look who our guest is, everybody. Oh, you're on the right. Most of you are on the radio. You can't see. Well, if they could see, they'd see the smiling face that is. Joe Looney. Number oh, 73. Yeah. Joe Looney, thanks for doing this. Oh, guys, I appreciate y'all having me on this fine Monday. Now, listen, we were just talking, just, uh, but just so you folks know what uh, Joe is giving up in terms of rest time. The <laughs> airplane landed at, say it again? 3.30 a.m. That hmm. would be this same day. Oh, yeah. And you had to be here by noon for a COVID test. Yes. And then Lyft? Yeah, we had Lyft, and we just finished up with meetings, you know, watching the football game, correcting mistakes and whatnot. So Did it's you, been a day. So you watched the game? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Did you yep. still lose? Yeah, unfortunately. Dad, yeah, well, come it. Did you I tell hear? You. He said a key word. Yeah. He said he's here on a fine Monday. It is a fine. you know, because the sun did rise this morning. I know a lot of Cowboys fans thought that. I thought that meant that hey. Joe was just yeah. saying he was here so he didn't get fined. Oh, well. That, <laughs> no, Joe those volunteered for this. Words. Those were your next yeah. words? Taylor, you know what, man? I, I, I want to piggyback on that. You know, we're all blessed. We woke up this morning, man, and, you know, we got a lot to be thankful for. I know, you know, the outcome of the game wasn't what we wanted, but, hey, you know, we got things to be thankful for. You know, life is a lot bigger than football, but, you know. That's we what we're win. finding out, you know. Okay, I, well, we're, we're, I, I'm trying to tell Brad that. No, stop. <laughs> no, you're right, uh, Stop. Joe. I know just... it better than you. Uh, <laughs> he does. We are going there. I was going to go there later, but we'll go to football later. Since you've gone there, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to go there right now. Because uh, I personally believe that um, folks have a lot to learn from your attitude and your outlook. And you got a lot of attention from uh, photographers and media who were not in earshot, and uh, then social media. Uh, the one day in the Star during practice when you spoke to everybody, mm-hmm. when some of the real unrest was going on, and uh, people were trying to decide what was the appropriate way for the team to react. Do you feel willing to share as best you remember it? What moved you? Did you add? Did you tell Coach McCarthy I want to say something to the team? Well, Coach actually asked me to speak to the team and uh, say a couple of words, and um, you know I'm really grateful for that. And what I told the guys was, is you guys know I have my faith, and uh, you know I put my faith in Jesus. And you know I told the guys, man, you know He leaves us with one commandment to love one another, and you know. It's been four years since Cap took a knee and, you know, no no one man, you know, 
in the White House or on a football team has been able to help with this, I think it's going to start with us individually as people intentionally loving one another. And, you know, when we think about love, you know, I don't, I'm not talking about that Hollywood, you know, movie kind of love, not the notebook kind of love. I'm talking about, you know, just seeking the well-being for another person. You know, if, you, if, you, if you're out and about, man, and, and you see somebody, you know, of opposite race, just, you know, go up to them and say, hey, man, you know, love you, brother, man. And just seeking the well-being for people. And the more and more we focus on loving one another and we start with ourselves individually doing that, you know, then it's just going to spread like wildfire. So that's the message, you know, I'm trying to relay to everybody and let people know if we're loving one another, it's not going to matter, you know, who's taking the knee, who's standing, you know, we're, we're, we're all in this thing together. Now, I'm going to get personal with you a little bit. Uh, Please do. But but <laughs> but don't worry, I won't go too far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we know each other fairly well. And um, it's my impression, and I'd like you to react to this, that, look, we all go through ups and downs in our life away from our job. Right. And uh, sometimes when our jobs are public, it is incumbent on us not not only not to let those things um, dis- detract us, d- uh, kind of distract us, but we're also oh, – sometimes we're not even supposed to acknowledge it. We're supposed to, like, pretend that it doesn't happen. And and we'll talk a little bit later on about mental health because Taylor uh, got into that last week pretty good with Tyrone Crawford. But here's okay. my point. My observation is that as you have gone through – you're still a young man. What are you, 31? 30. Just turned 30 on the 31st 30 of August. Happy birthday! Oh, thanks, 30. You're yes. practically a baby. You're younger young than Taylor. I'm, uh, I'm 28. Oh, you're 28? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. For those listening. I was going to try to ascribe <laughs> some it. maturity to you, but that's all right. I got well, two kids, so that makes me kind of like 40. Yes, it does. Yes. Ages, yeah. Yes, 30 is definitely 40 in young kid years, for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Here, here is my point, and there actually is one. Um, here's my observation of you just watching you since you got here, and you weren't you you weren't born into life as a Dallas Cowboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, as I have observed you dealing with life, it seems to me that your faith has both deepened and become a little more public. Am I off base or am I right? Oh, you're right on track. Right on track. And uh, it, it, it really has. Um, you know, I'm starting to live by the, you know, Bible verse, Romans eight twenty eight. You know, we know all things work together for good for those who uh, love God according to his purpose. And when you really, you know, start to grasp that idea in your life, you kind of, you take away that the, the, the luck and the chance and the fate, because, you know, we have a God who's taking care of all of this, all of this stuff. And, you know, what's, what really looks like is bad is really working out for good. And like you said, you know, I've dealt with, I've dealt with my, my things in life. You know, we all deal with stuff and, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate to actually deal with them things now because it's, it's put me in a position to be closer to Jesus where I am now and admonishing people and letting them know like, Hey man, you know, I know you might be going through a rough time, but you know what? It's all going to come together for good if you're looking in the right place. And also, and I say this from personal experience, but it, is it not also true that if your and your faith can be whatever it is, and and it, however you perceive it to be, but whatever that is, my uh, experience has been if you are if you are anchored in some spirituality, some faith, 
Mm-hmm. It can be an organized religion or not. But if you're anchored in that, it helps you deal with the the vicissitudes of life that are coming. They, right. And they are coming. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is um, that your experience? Oh, yeah. If, and if you haven't been through them, you just keep on living it. Just, just wait. They are coming. And, uh, you know, I think you. I look at uh, Christianity more so, um, you know, it's a relationship. It's a relationship with Jesus. And you, and you get as much as you put into it. The same way, you know, I commit to football, I need to be committing to my faith with, with Jesus. Or, you know, if I'm just, you know, casually going to chapel on Saturday and just giving Jesus, you know, a 30 minute cheap date, then, you know, my life is going to show that, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm learning more now. Hey, I need to, you know, as we get older, we grow and whatnot, we grow in wisdom and I'm getting older and I understand that, you know, I need to be in my Bible. I need to be reading and not only just listening to a sermon or just reading the Bible, but applying it to my life and, you know, applying that spiritual aspect to my life to, you know, not only benefit me, but to benefit, you know, the people I come in contact with. So when I hear someone witness as you uh, have been for for some period of time now, um, I immediately think of Tom Landry, who who uh, people frequently say because he if he was nothing if not a devout Christian, and and lived his life very much by all Christian principles, and was able to succeed in a cutthroat competitive business. Mm -hmm. So people who may not be as elbow deep into their faith as you are right now, they might say, Joe, how can you be as competitive as you need to be and go play a physical, violent game and try to block somebody like Aaron Donald, how can you do that if you are all caught up in Christian love? Right. And, uh, you know, my response would be, you know, Colossians 3.23, you know, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as if working for the Lord and not for people. So, you know, if you're working for the Lord, you're going to, you're going to, you know, play as hard as you can out there on the field. You're going to give it all you got, you know, that, that, all that sweat and play and whatnot, you know, whether win or losing, I'm out there trying to, you know, glorify God and how I play. And, you know, when people turn on the tape and they see, you know, Joe Looney playing, they look and be like, you know, why is this kid playing so hard? It's because, man, I'm, I'm playing with a different purpose. You know, obviously we want to win, but um, I'm playing with a purpose to glorify God. And, you know, it just, it gives you that joy to show up to work every day and, and want to be that great competitor because greatness is in us, you know, and we just got to pull it out. Man, is his energy just not contagious? You, you are. I mean, I know what your you post-football career will be. Yeah. Oh, enlighten me, please. I'm, I mean, All you're doing it right now. You're going into ministry. I, you know what? It's funny you say that. I've, I've really been thinking about going to seminary school. Joe. And, you could uh, do it. Joe. Hey, oh, look, there's we got hey Rain, year, huh? Rain Dakota, how Rain are you? Dakota. How, how you doing, Prescott. young man? Good to see yeah. you. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I, I didn't just kind of throw that out. I mean, you're feeling it. I'm telling you, you're going, you are go. your next career is in professional ministry. Okay. Yes. I could get, then I need to start taking the steps to, you know, you are, go to you're taking yeah. them now. So how, you're taking them. And how cool that coach McCarthy came to him, asked him to give them the speech because he sees that in you. So did you give a speech or did you talk to some of the teammates yesterday or today, I guess, because you guys got in so early? Yeah, so I, I spoke to the team a few weeks back, but you know, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to bring you know Jesus everywhere I go because as as people we know where we've been in life, you know uh, the darkness you've been in, and 
you know, for me to to be able to be pulled out of that. And, you know, I couldn't rely on my mom. I couldn't rely on my dad, my brother, Jerry Jones, the Dallas Cowboys. I couldn't rely on the status on Instagram. You know, I had to rely on Jesus. And to to be in this place where I'm at right now, I want everybody to be able to experience this joy and this feeling that he he gives you because you know what you just think okay I might just have to live with this for the rest of my life is a it's a it's a lie man you know if you if you truly commit to it and you and you and you want to be you know different you want to feel this joy and peace that he gives I'm I'm all for it man give it to him give him a shot you will not be disappointed we are going to take our first break, and then cynically, I am going to uh, ask you if you would talk to Jesus and see if he's interested in third downs, because <laughs> those those need to be those need to be a little more inspired. I tell you what, man, we, will, we need to talk to him about it. We will we will <laughs> we will do that when we come back. We're with Joe Looney on the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, and we're presented by Albertsons. When it comes time to shop for tailgate favorites, go to Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Get ten percent off your grocery. Every Dallas Cowboys game day when you wear your Cowboys jersey. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. And by Lucchese, the official bootmaker of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. We're back with Joe Looney on the Cowboys Hour.
to the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts. Welcome back. Brad Sham and Taylor Stern, our very special guest on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network Cowboy Hour, the lovely and talented Joe Looney. There he is, ladies and gentlemen, the Cowboys Center. Um, And we're going to talk about you individually in a minute in football terms, but we do always acknowledge the most recent game. Mm -hmm. So it uh, it was clearly a disappointing result. The first quarter must have been very odd because you they didn't they were really rude hosts. They would not let you play with their ball. I tell you in what. the first quarter. Yeah, I tell you what, man. Uh they have this know, new stadium, they just think they're fancy. You know, they were trying to keep us off the field. But um yeah, man, uh, you know, we, we, we had a uh, – our defense definitely had a tough task, you know, last night stopping that offense. Uh, you know, those guys got a bunch of weapons over there, and, you know, they uh, they have an up-tempo. You know, they come out and do slow tempo, man, and hold on to that ball and uh, run the football. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a team game. You know, I tell everybody it's a team game, and, you know, we need everybody at the end of the day. So, you know, uh, we all, we all got to, you know – Hold it down, be better, but you know, thankfully, we got a lot more football. It's one to game. Play. It's one game, yeah, right? We got one a game, lot and as more football to play. As Taylor reminded me when we came in here, um, the 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 last two Cowboy playoff teams both uh, lost the first game of the year. So mm-hmm. let's not get carried away. I was, however, um, visiting with someone today who I won't identify. Who has played the game at the highest of levels? Super and, Bowl levels, and, perhaps. Um, almost. Oh, okay. And <laughs> and uh, he and I felt. He said, "What did you think?" And I said, "This is what I thought." What did you think? This is what I thought. We and we both agreed. I said I had the feeling during the game. I haven't watched it all yet. That that the Cowboys' defense was not dominating. And yet I look up at the end, and they give up 20 points. If you tell me you're going to give up 20 points a week, then you say you're going to win plenty of games. Right, right. And then I felt that you guys were really cooking, and you scored 17 points. Mm-hmm. And he, he said, yeah, he said it felt like uh, the defense didn't play as well as 20%, uh, 20 points would indicate, and the offense didn't play as poorly as 17 points would indicate. Now, mm-hmm. now uh, some of the stuff's the same, you know, Kellen's the same, Dak's the same, a lot of guys around you the same. Some of it's new. How did it feel when you finally got going? Well, it felt good. The flow of the game uh, felt good. You know, I thought we, um, you know, uh, got off to a great start, man. You know, we were running the football well. And, uh, you know, football is just, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those games where, you know, it's it's a couple plays, you know, especially in the NFL, it's a couple of, you know, plays during the game that, can really decide the outcome of uh of a game but um you know when those when those plays do come you know we i think uh we all have to be better at making sure that we we take care of those plays so we can you know win the football game at the end of the day now i've got a couple of more questions and then i'm going to shut up and actually let taylor talk a little no, bit. no no you're good i mean <laughs> i asked dak this question about three weeks ago and as usual he gave a very thoughtful incisive answer and i said so Two years ago, Joe found out in training camp that he was going to be the center. That's when Travis got sick. And now you knew you were going to be at least first on the depth chart coming into camp because he had retired. Mm-hmm. And I said, what's different 
for Joe and about Joe. And in addition to the personal things that you've already talked about that I personally think inform what someone is professionally, in addition to that, uh, he said he thought you were more confident and that the communication was better between you and him and in orchestrating the protections. Now, that's his perspective. From Mm. your point of view, what's different about taking it over now and knowing that this is yours now? You're not holding it for someone else. Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, that 2018 season really gave me, um, you know, a lot of confidence. And, you know, Travis, I got to give a lot of credit to him. And sitting next to a pro bowler and sitting next to him in meetings, was absolutely wonderful for me. And, uh, you know, he he actually told me, man, hey, Joe, you know, 90% of this game is confidence, man, just going out there and, you know, just leading the guys. And, you know, when he told me that, man, you know, it switched for me and, you know, communication with dad got better. And, you know, I just piggyback off of that going into this season, man, you know, the things he told me and the things he taught me. And, uh, you know, uh, fortunately enough, too, to play around a bunch of great guys and Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, Connor. And, uh, you know, these guys have played a bunch of football and uh, they they helped me out a bunch out there. And me and Dak got that that chemistry still, you know, from the 2018 season playing with each other and, you know, 2019, you know, being around each other, still being in the offense. So, you know, it's it's definitely a credit to a bunch of guys, man, because, you know, my career has, uh, you know, it's had its ups and downs and coming here has really helped me out. I mean, you see you see guys like Travis and Zach and Tyron, the, the way they work, the way they perfect their craft. It only makes you want to be better. You don't ever want to be seen as the, the weak link in the chain. So, you know, I got to give credit to these guys for, you know, making my game excel. And, and speaking of that, the one guy you didn't mention was a guy who a lot of people didn't know when the starting lineups came out last night. And when they said starting at right tackle, Terrence Steele, and a lot mm-hmm. of people People say, excuse me, who? Uh, but now you've been – I know what the what the administration likes about him. I know what the coaches like about him. You've been uh, on the field and in meetings with him uh, all summer. Tell the people about young Mr. Terrence Steele. Oh, man, Terrence, Terrence first of all, is a – you know, he's a great guy off the field, man. You know, he, uh, he, he works his butt off. And, you know, I think one of the underrated things in our profession is how hard people do work. And, um, you know, being an undrafted, you know, rookie, man, is it's tough. It's tough to come into this league and play. And the way he approached it, you know, making sure that he's talking to Tyron and LC, you know, making sure he's getting everything that he needs to be successful on the field. And, you know, when he's going into meetings, you know, he's talking to coach, he's talking to the players and uh, just his his work ethic, his work ethic shows. And, you know, he's uh, he's going to, you know, form into a great, great lineman in this game, man. Name to know. Now, I have to ask you, because everyone wonders from a player perspective, the fourth down call. Obviously, mm-hmm. Coach McCarthy went into it. He cited analytics as a large reason why he decided to go for it. As a player, are you just going with it? Whatever happens, happens. You know, I, like you said, a game comes down to just a couple calls, a couple plays. How did you feel about that? Right. You know, I, I, I support his decision. Um, you know, we're, 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 we're trying to win football games. And, you know, if we, we, we score a touchdown on that drive, we win the game. And, uh, you know, that's what that's what we're ultimately trying to do. And, you know, they're, you know, 
McCarthy and Kellen are going to call plays, and it's our job as players to get out there and execute it. So, um, you know, just like I said, we, we got to be better at executing those plays because we execute those plays, you know, maybe the outcome of the game is different, and we're, you know, we're sitting here talking about another subject. So, Taylor, here's what tickles me. If the call had come in and they're going to go for it instead of tying the game on the field goal, if you had felt, if anybody in the huddle had, like, looked up and said, has he lost his mind? If we just kick this cheap shot, we're going we're gonna to tie the game. What, what do you mean? Someone go tell him what the, the score is. I mean, you, you're not going to say that, right? You're not going to oh. tell anybody that, even if you think it. <laughs> yeah, and, and, too, you know, when our leader has that much confidence in us, you know, he's the head, head coach of the football team, and he's, hey, my offense is out there on fourth and two. I'm going to have confidence in these guys to go and get the job done. You know, hey, that puts, you know, that puts us in a position where we got, we got to get the job done. And, uh, you know, if he's going to have that much confidence in us, that much faith in us, we got to go out there and get the job done in those, you know, on those few plays that, you know, are going to, you know, decide the outcome of a football game. Now, Brad was asking me earlier, and I was like, all right, I will ask Joe. I'll be the one. <laughs> the feed ask me away. tattoo. Did you get that? Did, I didn't amongst? ask you that. <laughs> I did, so Ezekiel. did not ask you that. <laughs> that you was all Zico? Taylor, and you know that was all Taylor. <laughs> he knows. He knows. Did you guys Did you guys uh, get some matching feed me tattoos, or how did that you know, decision go for yourself? Because oh, you got man. one as well, right? I wish, you know, yeah. I, I know you guys might not be able to see, <laughs> but, you know, it's somewhere. You could have, by, by the way, there. you know, you could just shave it into. Yeah, I could, oh you know, God. make it a smiley face, right. feed me. Yes, you know, with whatnot. a spoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, it yeah. could be great. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I absolutely love it, man. And I think he I think he did show it last he night. Did. You know, he did. He did. He did. Yeah, yeah. So. He did, in fact, show it. It was a. Uh, you couldn't see it from the broadcast. I couldn't booth. read it on the screen because the lighting on the <laughs> monitor that I had was really seriously it was really dark. I didn't. I knew he was showing something, uh, some tattoo, but yeah. I couldn't read exactly. Yeah, what you it was. know that was one of the crazy things. You know, I, I hate to cut you all off. That was one of the crazy things no, in you the don't. game last night, though. Is you know when there's big plays in a game, we usually find out from the fans, right? Yeah. You know that's what. Right. So. You know, when Zeke scored, you know, we're kind of looking around and we're like, oh, he scored. Touchdown. Oh, good. Go to celebrate. So. so how was that? You yeah. know, the first game without a fan, like without any fans in the stadium at all. Yeah. How did was, that impact y'all's play? Yeah. So it was it was definitely different, you know, the opening of the game and whatnot. But once you get on the field, uh, you know, if, if it's not an away game, you really you really uh, are so focused on doing your job. You know, you get so locked in. And uh, if you're not doing silent counts and whatnot on the on the away games, you know you're not really focused on the crowd because you know you're just trying to trying to get the job done and win a game. What was the what was the piped in uh, sound like? Because the one concern that people had initially, not this week, but but months ago when they were talking about mm-hmm. it, was well, wait, they've got to pipe in something because otherwise defenses can hear calls and it'll take them like two plays to figure it out. Right, right. It was a little bit, but you know it wasn't it wasn't you know a uh, you know deafening sound where you couldn't hear it in the huddle and whatnot so uh yeah you know you go to some of these nfl stadiums and you know you just can't hear in the huddle because the crowd is so loud but it wasn't nothing like that you know we're still able to get out there and communicate and you know still hide some calls from the defense well if you're a cowboys fan then you can get your tickets now now? Now. Right now. Yeah, Brad, right now, this moment, to see the Cowboys take on the Atlanta Falcons mm-hmm. in the first home game of the 2020 season this Sunday at noon 
A limited number of tickets are on sale now. And we'll be right back. But we're also presented by Papa John's because if you're hungry today, you should get a Papa John's pizza. And you could get the Cowboys Family Special, a large specialty pizza and a large two-topping pizza for just $24 at PapaJohns.com. Official pizza of your Dallas Cowboys limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. We're with Joe Looney on the Cowboys Hour. We'll be right back. Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts.
Taylor Stern, our very special guest, Cowboys Center Joe Looney. Thank you again for your time after getting home at 3.30 in the morning, and not because Joe was out running the streets. <laughs> he was out running the, running the runways with the rest of his teammates. Okay, um, now th- let's see what kind of success, Taylor, I can have with this next line of questioning. Okay. So the, the during the break, Joe asked us, how are we doing with the virtual communication? Because we really – we. Uh, are not COVID tested all the time like the players are. We're on different tiers. And so this is as close as I'm going to get to Joe Looney for the foreseeable future, right? Yes, it's heartbreaking. I'm reaching to you guys. Yes, thank you. We're reaching back. Um, So all the interviews during the week and post-game are virtual. So the public relations department brings the player to a certain place, a dial-in number, players call in, I mean, reporters call in and ask questions. That's recorded and sent out to the media. So I listened today to your post-game interview last night. Mm-hmm. They asked you to come and talk. Do you have any idea where I'm going with this? Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Surprise Joe me. answered, I'm going to say, at least a half dozen questions. Mm-hmm. Without saying a single thing, <laughs> he he said absolutely zero. He's a politician. Yeah. he is a politician. Now the very best I ever saw at that was Travis Frederick, who would <laughs> fill a reporter's notebook with a smile on his face and use a lot of words. And I noticed at one point, and he started doing this when he was a rookie. You weren't even here his rookie year, were you? No, but I sat next to him for a couple So he years. would do that. And I well, he was a rookie. I've never done this with anybody else in 41 years. I said to him, you know, I've noticed what you do. And I want to know who taught you. Because you are th- these people are walking away from you feeling like they just got the interview of their life, and you've said absolutely nothing. You have <laughs> revealed nothing. And so you, when you started playing a little more, uh, mm-hmm. you, you, you were doing that. And you still do that. You still do your very best. Is that what this whole show has been tonight? No, that's that what's what it... so great about this. With us, Joe has been Joe, and he's been oh, yeah. really real. I open up to you guys. but And we love you for it. But I want to know how you go through the process of hearing the questions that are asked you in a mass interview setting, mm-hmm. deciding what the words are. Like the first question that was asked was, it wasn't about the fourth down call. It was, it was, but something like that. And and Joe said, well, you know, we're we're a team, and we've just got it. We we're working together. We've got. Somebody I always said, call this a team sport. Somebody it's said, somebody said, what was it like, you know, with with uh, both Zeke and Pollard running the ball? Well, they're both great backs. Yeah. And and we just think that we can really work together, and we we've, we've got we got a makings of a good offense, and we we were really doing some good things. <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> okay. So yeah, well, I am on to you, and you know I'm on to you because we've oh, had yeah. this conversation oh, yeah. before. But I want you to talk about. What is going through your mind when you're in a post-game situation like that? They're asking you these questions, and some of it's silly. Why is anybody going to ask him what he thinks of a fourth down call? I think my boss is an idiot. That's what I think. I mean, I just wanted to hear what he was thinking. No, no, no. I mean, you know, what what do you want him to say? You know, I love blocking for Zeke, but Pollard has no idea where he's going. That's really (laughs) – what is he going to say? I just want him to give the fans some hope here. 
that that's a wise call because when everybody wants to be quarterback, Monday morning quarterback, they yeah. have the answers. Oh, I started getting phone calls this morning. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, he came in in a mood. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> I actually did. I actually did. Uh-huh. Uh, but I don't want to see Joe right now is very happy because he thinks that we're just about to veer off away oh, from yeah. the question that like I'm I trying to him ask again. him. Give me this question. What do you what goes through your mind when you are formulating your answers in these mass interviews? Well, one thing that comes to mind is, uh, you know, you you want to you want to talk people up. It's like, you know, if, if somebody if someone else was up there talking about you, you wouldn't want them to say something negative or, you know, you know bad about you and you know we're all professionals at the end of the day you know if we come off the field we could we could tell you you know before you tell us what we did wrong we know what happened through the course of the game and um you know this is this is a brotherhood and you know these guys in the locker room man these are these are my dudes man i'm you know i i i, I got their back you know no matter what we go through we're, we're going through this together because we got one goal that we're trying to you know get to and and uh people don't know how hard it is. You know, people don't know how hard it is to win football games in the NFL. And, you know, we all got to be in on this. And if we're not all in together and, you know, if, if we got such and such versus so-and-so, then it's not going to work out. It's, it's, it's not going to work because it's too hard. It's too hard of a profession. You know, it's, uh, you know, people, people watch the game on TV and, uh, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't feel the hits, you know, that we're taking, you know, they don't, they don't, you know, necessarily know all the preparation and the meeting time that we put in for this to this game and you know we're going to support each other we're going to support each other at the end of the day because you know these are the guys we got and we're we're making a run for it but are you conscious of not saying something that will sound not unified or even a step further are you conscious in a great interview uh, a group interview Mm -hmm. uh, of being bland uh, and no. yet being friendly, you're always smiling. You, you, you know, nobody, if anybody ever made you mad, you'd never know it. Because uh, <laughs> yep, yep. we get that, and then, oh, we, yeah. get, and then we get oatmeal. <laughs> which is, and I love oatmeal, but you know what I mean? You know what I mean. Yeah, you, you know, you try not to be, you try not to be bland. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, the obvious things you could point out, you know, in a game where it's like, okay, this person did this wrong, but... You know what, man? We're all human at the end of the day. You know, you, you show me where you haven't made a mistake, at, you know, at your job and and on your work, you know, at the workplace where you work at. And, you know, it's, it's it just happens. We're all human. We're going to make mistakes. And, you know, we as professionals here, you know, in the NFL, we, you know, we take it more personal, you know, and because it's our job, it's our job to go out there and perform. So we're already being the the biggest critics on ourselves. So you know, it's it's tough to you know make sure you have that 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 balance of you know not critiquing you know too much because we're already critiquing ourselves so much throughout the week and you know even in the games. Yeah, yeah, and you know you bring up some good points about having each other's back. Dak Prescott last week, obviously he was a little bit of a cameo on our show earlier, but mm-hmm. Dak came open with uh, mental health and how he dealt with it, especially during the quarantine and then with his brother's passing. And I feel like you are so unique to me. And and just like Brad was saying, we do know you well. And if you see you, you've always got a smile on your face. You greet everybody I the same. That. And that's such a gift. It's a true talent that you have. 
But there are got to be some days where you don't feel like being Joe Looney, the guy that we all know and love, and the performer, and giving people that radiant energy. How do you battle that? Well, you know, I uh, when I do feel like that, I gotta I gotta, I gotta take myself back to. You know, first of all, I'm alive and well. You know, uh, you know. So I, I kind of think, you know, during training camp, you know, training camp is a tough time for NFL football players. And, you know, you're going through practice, you're beat up, you're tired. You know, you feel like, oh, man, I can't, you know, run another play. And, you know, you got you to gotta bring yourself back and understand first that, you know, you're so blessed to be where you are. You, you, you're going to have a, three meals every day and you know you get to you get to be around your best friends and you know play in the NFL and whatnot and uh one of those things one one thing that really brings me back is uh you know just making sure that you know hey maybe check out the sunset during the day and you know you realize you know how small you are on this planet man and you know how much of an impact you can have. So, you know, just decompress, you know, look at the sunset, take it easy, you know, and then get back to being joyful because, you know, that's just, that's what I want to be. And that's what I, that's what I want people to see. You know, it's like, we're all so blessed just to be alive, to have a job, to be able to put food on the table. And, um, you know, because, you know, I, could, I, I, this COVID thing is, you know, it'll make you notice it even more, but, you know, I was, I was, I grew up and I, I went through a lot of hurricanes and that's really the only thing I compare, you know, I can compare, you know, COVID to, you know, cause I, you're had talking to about a, me- a literal meteorological hurricane. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, going through that stuff and standing in lines, you know, you know, to get food from, uh, you know, you know, the red cross and whatnot. And I can only imagine, you know, how people are being impacted, you know, in a way that, you know, this COVID situation has. So, how can I wake up and not be grateful? How can I wake up and not be thankful? So uh, that that usually brings me back to center, you know, just, you know, God has all my needs met. So I, ne- I need to be joyful and, you know, let everybody, you know, see this smile. Do teammates come and talk to you about this when they're kind of feeling down? Because, you know, I think it was a revelation for a lot of sports fans last week to think, oh, Dak Prescott feels this way too. And, and that's why I think it was so helpful and powerful for him to speak up about that. But as we all know here, I think we're comfortable in saying it's everybody. It's oh yeah, you know we're all. If we have a brain, you have mental health. It's it's no doesn't question. discriminate. Yeah, we are all human, and we all have those days, you know, where you know we we think we can't put another you know another foot forward, but you know, like we were talking about earlier in the show, you got to you got to get back to your foundation. Get back to your foundation. You know, my foundations in my faith and understanding there you have purpose. You have meaning and, uh, you know, just to keep pressing on towards the goal you want to get to and spreading joy and spreading peace. Isn't it amazing to think of what um, in your next career, and hopefully this one will last a while, mm-hmm. but isn't it great to think about in your next career what a launching pad all of this, including where you are doing it, is? Oh, yeah. it's. I mean, it's, a, it's an absolute blessing. You know, to be able to say, you know, I played in the NFL in the NFL for, you know, you know, hopefully a couple of more years and, you know, move on into, you know, ministry and let people know that, you know, hey, 
life is not all about how many likes you get on Instagram. It's not about how many followers you have on Instagram. You know, it's not about, it's not defined with, you know, how much money you have in the bank, what kind of car you drive. Because yeah, all that stuff is cool, man. But if it's, if it's, you know, it's, if it's just there to make you happy, so to say, you know, that car is going to get old. The bank account's going to get empty. You know, it's not going to be there to, you know, help you out when you do have, those days where you feel like you can't take another step forward. And that's why, you know, I'm so, you know, I'm trying to admonish people and tell them, man, you know, Hey, you know, give Jesus a shot and let it, let him lead you because, yeah. you know, it's good to have all those things and just don't disconnect it. Don't disconnect it from, you know, where it's at. I've oh. been trying to tell Brad to just enough with the thirst traps. Enough. If you only knew. <laughs> it, Joe Looney, if you only yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, We're having fun. We are Monday. having fun. Having and fun. when we come back from our last break, speaking of Instagram likes, we're oh, going to talk about... <clears throat> The greatest hits of Joe Looney. Oh, they are great. <laughs> but what's even greater is Omni. Because this summer, do more than just stay apart. Stay a part of the game and stay a part of the Cowboys. Kick off football season at Omni Frisco Hotel, the official hotel of the Dallas Cowboys. And enjoy all the dining and entertainment options the star has to offer. And remember... You want to see Joe Looney? You can this weekend at AT&T Stadium because single-game tickets are now available for the 2020 season. So go get them. Go see this guy. Come see his guys. And all his little friends. <laughs> Back with <laughs> Joe Looney. You got to you have a bunch of them. Back with Joe Looney on the Cowboys Hour right after this.
to the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts. Great time during the break. I'll tell you that. And Taylor, Taylor Swift, Taylor Stern, go ahead and talk about Instagram all you want. <laughs> I was just saying that sometimes I, I call post, her Swifty. He so. has oh, ever since so I was sweet. 22. Yeah. Um, he was. Which was like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, it was just a couple minutes ago. But Instagram is great. And if you don't follow at Mr. Underscore Joe, you're missing out. <laughs> because what do we get to see? I shared a video. Well, today. actually, the question is what don't we get to see? I, I mean,. <laughs> What don't we get to see? The thirst traps are oh. real on Joe Looney's Instagram page. And not because he's trying. It's just who you are. You oh, know, yeah. you just, that's you. Oh, yeah. Joyful, playful, you know, always trying to have a good time. The nope. camera does love you. It just, I don't know why, you know, it, it attracts to me. I don't, uh, okay, Taylor, <laughs> you'll help me out. The, the one that I saw, this Came flying up. I don't know if it was on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, today. it was. You know, you I know, brought it back. You, you put you. <laughs> yeah, I did. And you're in the. It's like a weightlifter's pose. Yes. And and yes. you're in. Uh, sadly, unfortunately, skimpy little uh, brown briefs. Uh-huh. And where where was that? It was a locker big room. room. Yeah. So we were we were in the locker room. This was this was actually before game. And, uh, oh, you know, oh, so it's a game day locker room. It was a game day and locker room. And remember, he's DJ in the locker room. Oh, yeah. Is that still your title or did oh, that yeah. get taken away? Okay. Oh, yeah. It's a so little, he's little setting DJ up his own track. In there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's funny. So I was I was really uh, diving headfirst. If you guys haven't seen this documentary called Generation Iron, it's about uh, bodybuilders. And, uh, you know, I was sitting there and I'm watching them pose. And I was like, man, you know, I could really do that, man. <laughs> you know, sitting in there taking all the poses in. And so I was really letting it just download into my brain. And, you know, I was and like, who you know, shot it? I don't. I I think Witten might have took that. I would video. love it if Witten. Yeah, Witten Witten's sneaky. He comes. Witten oh, yeah. comes on as all you know, but then he wants to stir it up a little bit. Yeah, pious Witten yeah. over there. But oh, yeah. I mean, you just the camera does love you. I feel like you're always having a good time. Now, somebody who's back and people have, if you haven't been following the team for very long, Brandon Carr, new name, meet him. Just mm-hmm. kidding. Most Cowboys fans would be listening. But Brandon Carr's pretty goofy, right? Oh yeah, Brent, man, Brandon's a funny cat, man. I'm I'm happy to have him back in the locker room. We I saw him the other day when he uh first showed up and I was like, dude, what's going on, bro? <laughs> and you know, we got to rapping and talking and laughing a little bit. But uh, you know, it's good it's good. We we need that. We need it in the locker room, man, with this profession, you know. Uh you gotta have those laughs to, you know, bring you back down and let you know, hey, we're all human, man. We're all out here trying to have fun and have a good time. What's the Joe Looney track of the season? What's your one hype song you, you're playing a lot right now? Oh, man. So you, you guys know I, can, I can't get enough of it, but Marshmallow. Marshmallow Alone is probably one of my favorite songs out there. I mean, it's just, you know, it's one of the ultimate hype songs. You know, I mean, you just, it just it gets you going. It gets you up. You know, if you need some energy, you need a feel-good song, put it on, dude. Yeah, marshmallow. Have you listened to them? I, I'm. It's. Uh, He's it, it's on it. a loop. I actually on my. <laughs> it's on the queue. It's on my playlist. No, it's not on your queue. Okay, one other question. As we're all getting used to these times, when you wear a mask, it looks different than when I wear a mask, and largely in part because you have a very large beard. Mm-hmm. 
So does it just kind of sit there, or what is the mask situation happening? Yeah, so for it Joe just kind of it just kind of covers my nose and my mouth, and then you can see the rest of my beard. But you know, cool enough. I was on the flight last night, and this uh, the flight attendant she actually gave me this cool little thing to hold my mask. So now I could just strap it around my neck. It, it won't fall off, and when I need it, just put it on. You know, I don't have to have it in my pocket or anything. Just keep it around my neck and. We're good to go. Now, you you have one of the, for those of you not watching on the uh, stream on DallasCowboys.com, then you're not getting to see the greatness that is Joe Looney, <laughs> but uh, you, Joe's got a uh, team issue Navy mask, right, with mm-hmm. the star in one corner of it there. Yeah, now, and then the other you, corner has my number in it. It's has right. your number. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. <laughs> we don't want to be shared masks. Wow. No, you don't. No, we don't. No, we do not. Uh, now, do you have just the one mask? Do you have a collection of masks at home? Do you have your Saturday night mask or <laughs> your... You know, your Sunday go-to-church mask, or do you have... Oh, yeah. So I got a couple of them. You know, these, the ones with the, uh, I don't even know what to call these things, little hooks on them. Yeah, the elastic that go around your... They're really good, you know, just when you're walking around, you can, you know, strap them up real quick. But the ones that I like the sleeve that pulls over, you know, the face. Gator. Gator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little more comfortable and whatnot. So I have a couple of those at the house. You know, my dad, uh, he gave me a couple of um, neon ones because, you know, he was uh, essential during this whole time. He uh, works, he's the head of the water treatment plant down in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. Wow. So he he was giving me a bunch of stuff, man, and I was wearing it. And it's bright neon green, which I love, too. Wow. He love the neons. <laughs> he, he's a music guy. He's a festival. You miss festivals, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk Those about a fun time, man. 2025. Taylor just asked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be a little more optimistic. <laughs> oh, coming from the one. Today. Positivity, the positivity, one positivity. The one what? Uh, <laughs> He was just Taylor, so sad. I, I, I just I was a little grumpy. <laughs> I was just a little grumpy when I came in. And sometimes I'm a little dopey, for those of you who are Seven Dwarfs no, Brad, what's, what's, give me one of your songs. What's a song that you would recommend me listen to? Oh, my gosh. I mean, Joe, um, it might be uh, something from uh, – I'm a big jazz guy, so I've got, okay. I've got all kinds of jazz. Uh, my Spotify playlist has, has – I love the um, – collaborations of jazz and classical music like jazzified versions of classical pieces Mm -hmm. Uh, and i'm also then when i need when i need to really lighten the mood uh and i'm driving then i will go to the uh, jimmy buffett channel i like (laughs) i like a lot of jimmy buffett kind of stuff margaritaville and i would have to google but you know funny story about jazz do you know kenny g not personally, but of course. Yeah, My so, dad. So yeah, we were at this thing called the Sunfest one year down in Florida. And, uh, you know, I'm probably about 12 years old. And my mom and dad are really into jazz music also. And uh, Kenny G comes walking by and... And I'm with my mom, and uh, she just, I mean, starts going crazy, you know, kiss this man on his arm. And I'm like, Mom, you can't do that. Dad's right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will get with you, and uh, I will send you some jazz recommendations. No question. I appreciate uh, it. Miles Davis. I'm a classic jazz guy. Miles Davis, Charlie Parker, the Dizzy Gillespie, A Night in Tunisia. Google that on your Spotify Dizzy Gillespie, A Night in Tunisia. Got it. Okay. Night in Tunisia. Joe Looney, I can't begin to thank you enough. We love talking to you. We love you. Thank you, guys. Stay healthy, big fella. 
Hey, appreciate it, guys. Love y'all. You bet. Taylor Stern, thank you very much. Thank you, We Brad are Lisham. back here again next week. Um, and I won't say who I think our guest will be because it's not confirmed yet, but I know who I think it will be. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, hopefully, hinty, hinty hint? Everybody might get a kick out of it. I don't know. We'll oh. just see. We'll just <laughs> see how that goes. Uh, and then uh, don't forget, uh, the Cowboys do take on the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday at noon, and there will be some fans allowed into AT&T Stadium. You want to read that promo one more time? Yep. We've got about 30 seconds left. Get your tickets now. They are on sale. It's a limited number of tickets and you got to follow the safe stadium guidelines but why would you not if you get to see joe looney and the cowboys defeat the falcons this weekend mm-hmm. you got to have confidence it's 90 percent of the game as uh, joe looney told us and as yogi berra said just remember that 50 percent of this game is 90 percent metal look at that <laughs> Let me write that one down. Too. Yeah, you need you need something to write with. <laughs> Joe Looney's our guest. We thank everyone for being with us. For Taylor Stern, I'm Brad Sham. This is the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!